Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. We have 272 days until the presidential election. And it's going to be the wildest 272 days, isn't it? And we have three hours now of the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. We are loaded yet again. Big video list today. We're going to be talking a little bit about why the mainstream media is panicked over the Tucker Carlson Putin interview. It is um, official now. It is official. We pray for Tucker's safe return to the United States. I'd like for him to still do some work while he's over there, though. I know he's uh, kind of touring the uh, local hot spots and grocery stores and seeing what life is like in Russia. Might be more of a common theme in the near future. I'll just put it to you that way. Because the Russians want Americans to know, like, hey, we, we don't hate you. We, lo- we, we kind of like you guys. Hey, look, look, we're doing good over here. We want you guys to do good. We should all be doing good. These globalists that hate us, they hate you too. They're lying to you. They're deceiving you. But that's a trend for a time to come. But we'll be, we'll be talking about that and then again showing you just the double standard. Well, why do all these other mainstream media groups and politicos get to talk to Vladimir Putin? But if Trump does it or a Tucker does it, it's a problem. Well, we'll explain why with some even more hardcore evidence today. This has got to be one of the most pathetic things to ever happen to a presidential candidate. And that's Nikki Haley losing a Nevada primary yesterday to literally anyone else but you. And I was really confused. Fox News was wild last night. One minute they're interviewing Curtis Sliwa, and he's on the streets of New York City. This was insane. They're interviewing Curtis Sliwa. He's running for mayor again. I guess that'll be coming up. And he's with his uh, Guardian Angels group. I, I forget what they're called. They all wear the red with the red hats. And he's with about a dozen of them being interviewed on the streets, and I'm thinking, why are they, What this is an odd situation where they put an HD camera on the streets. And then his group starts beating up some heckler on the streets, and the cameras pan around, and you see the, 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 the dozen guys in the red shirts and jackets beating up this guy on the streets. Well, I guess with some troublemaker, I'm getting off pace. But the point is, and then it, at the bottom, it says Nevada primary results. Nikki Haley, 20%, and then anyone else but her, 75%. And I'm like, wait, is this a typo? What's going on? No, Nikki Haley lost the Nevada primary to, quote, none of these, which was on the ballot. So the people that voted in the Nevada primary, obviously those are the Trump voters. So Haley really just lost by quadruple, uh, by, by 40 points to Trump last night. But no, Nikki Haley loses Nevada to literally anyone else but you. That has to be the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to a presidential candidate. I mean, that is just that is just sad. But uh, aside from sitting here and, and laughing at the demise of Nikki Haley, she's probably not going to go anywhere. We know why. And we'll also tell you why Trump wasn't on that primary ballot and, and how really it was a meaningless vote anyway, except the embarrassment of Nikki Haley. 
And we've got an update now. So the truth is now out of what Chuck Schumer really wanted out of that border bill. And we knew it all along. And that was just money for Ukraine more than anything, even more than Israel. So, but but that's what he really wanted. And he's proven that today. And then I've got a whole stack of just the radical left. It's just insane. You've got multiple drag queen sexy time strippers for kids being caught with child porn and child sex charges. You've got now mainstream media attacking libs of TikTok, likely trying to get her hurt or worse. It's just insane what they're doing. And then some other geopolitical news. It's all coming up on the fastest three hours on the Internet right here. The InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. There is a man who is whatever America needs him to be. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. Nothing less than a knight. Shining. They'll hunt him. They'll set the dogs on him. Because the truth is the greatest threat they face. It's the war room. With Owen Schroyer. Alright, what is more ridiculous? What is more ridiculous? An all-male female volleyball team. Oh, God. That's real, by the way. That's real. An all-male female volleyball team or an all-female elite law enforcement squad competing against men in a show of abilities in the field. Well, we've got them both for you today. And I'm not coming on here to attack women, but with those two things happening... And then Nikki Haley losing last night's primary to literally anyone else but you. It's been, women are taking a beating today. And then they're attacking libs of TikTok. Shia Rychik, they're attacking her for exposing their deranged perversions and attempts to indoctrinate your kids sexually. It's just insanity what we have going on today. Now, Nikki Haley has to take the most embarrassing and brutal loss in the history of presidential candidates since since maybe Hillary Clinton lost to Trump, but but in reality, that wasn't really that embarrassing. Trump was a great candidate. Hillary was propped up by propaganda and BS. So I, I think it's fair to say, for my money, Nikki Haley has the most embarrassing moment in presidential candidate history last night in Nevada, Nikki Haley loses Nevada Republican primary to, and this is what was on the ballot, none of these candidates. None of these candidates. So it was Nikki Haley was really the only significant candidate on there. Um, Pence was on it, and Tim Scott were on it. They each received received about 1,000 votes. And then there were a couple no-names on it that you wouldn't even know their names. So it was Haley, Scott, and Pence and Haley, the only one running. And then there was an option for none of these candidates. So that's really your Trump voters. But I, but I would guess there were even people that voted for Haley just because she was on the ballot that'll probably were really Trump voters that would rather vote for Trump. So Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley loses to none of the above. Nikki Haley loses to nothing. Nikki Haley loses to anyone else but you. You suck. And she's not going to drop out, by the way. And guys, pull up the final tally for me. I think the number was like 20-something percent. 
But why was there a primary and why wasn't Trump on it? Well, Nevada has decided to do something here where they're having a primary and a caucus and Trump decided he wasn't going to be on the primary ballot and instead he's going to be on the caucus ballot, which will take place on Super Tuesday. which we have the latest numbers on that as well. Okay, so Haley got 30% of the votes. And and really, let's just say none of these candidates is Trump. And so Trump gets more than double the votes for Haley. But let's be clear, some of the Trump voters probably voted Haley or, or maybe Tim Scott just because they didn't want to vote for none of these candidates. They wanted to vote for an actual person. But that just shows how unpopular Nikki Haley is and how, quite frankly, the loyalty to Trump even shows up when he's not on the ballot. So Nikki Haley loses loses to a ghost. Nikki Haley loses to we'd rather have nobody than you. And she still won't drop out. But Trump will be on the caucus ballot. And that's where we will get the final result. And guys, if you would please pull this story up from Morning Consult. Trump leads Haley in South Carolina and Super Tuesday states. And I want to go down this list here. Because Trump is rising in the polls now. Trump is smashing Nikki Haley now. And overall, in South Carolina right now, the numbers look like Trump could even get close to 70% of the votes. He's polling at 68%. Now, really, if Haley doesn't get 40% of the votes in South Carolina, it's another massive embarrassment for her. So why is she clinging to this? Why is she sticking around and embarrassing herself and taking loss after loss after loss and then embarrassing herself by claiming that it's somehow a win to lose and then and then losing to literally anyone but you, you suck, in Nevada in a primary? But guys, if you would, go down to the other states. They have all the different polls for all the states in this latest morning consult Palmetto State poll. And Trump is smashing. So he's got 68% to Haley's 31 in, in, in South Carolina. And it just goes down the list of Trump's massive lead. 87% Trump in Alabama. 83% Trump California. I mean, that's massive. 69% Trump Massachusetts. 77% Trump North Carolina. 88% Trump Oklahoma. That seems a little low. I think Trump might get 90% Oklahoma. 81% Tennessee. Texas, 78% Virginia. I mean, Haley, what are you doing? But we know why Haley is sticking around. Haley is sticking around. Vivek Ramaswamy was right. She's sticking around. She's the Republican establishment deep state candidate. She's sticking around in case Trump gets whatever arrested, charged, removed from the ballot, or we'll say worse. So that's why Haley's sticking around. And and she's so desperate, I suppose, or she's so pathetic, I suppose, because this this isn't about America for Nikki Haley. Let's be clear. This isn't about America. This isn't about the American people. This is all about Nikki Haley 
And this is all about the corrupt political establishment that she's a part of. And, and now everybody sees her as that, by the way. So in a way, this is kind of a good thing because there was, there was some boomer class conservatives that still kind of, you know, they thought oh, Haley was all right. But now they're going to see Haley as nothing but a, a hack. So this will clear up their vision. But no, she's sticking around at the hopes or the promises that Donald Trump is going to be removed from the ballot or not allowed to run or worse. But but who would even want that role? Well, Nikki Haley would. Bird brain would. Bird freak. Bird brain. Bird nose. But she's just getting absolutely trounced. If she had any integrity, if she had any ethics, if she had any soul, if she could read the room at all, she would be dropping out immediately. Much like Ronna McDaniel. Now, Laura Loomer broke this to me yesterday, and then it hit all the headlines right after we signed off air. But Laura Loomer said this on this show at like 4 o'clock yesterday. She said, Ronna McDaniel's going to resign. It's going to happen. And if you recall, I was sitting here, I was like, oh, wait, do you know that? Do you have intel on that? And then right after we signed off, it was all over the news. So Ronna McDaniel expected to resign after Super Tuesday, after the South Carolina primary. And Loomer was saying how she was having meetings with Trump and he basically told her, you know, you, you kind of suck, so you just need to leave. Uh, you and your brother Mitt aren't really welcome here anymore in case you uh, haven't noticed. So uh, that's it for you. So that's it for her. She's going to be gone. And uh, that, that's a good thing. But there's uh, other problems at the RNC. Now, I saw this story today, and I thought, okay, well, this is more good news. We might actually get some real leadership at the RNC. And, and look, all, all things considered, the RNC isn't that big of a deal. You know, social media outreach, TV ads from uh, candidate campaign donations and other such things are probably a much bigger impact now. But yet, there is a purse that the RNC has. There is organizational activities and outreach that the RNC can engage in that can have an impact, and that's why the Democrats do a lot better job at that. So there is still a use for the RNC. And when I saw the story, RNC chief of staff to leave post, that's Richard Walters. Now, this is kind of, this has been Ronna Romney McDaniel's enabler, and he's also kind of been, because, I mean, you look, do you really think Ronna Romney McDaniel runs much? She runs to the grocery store, and then she runs to the florist, and then she runs to the lip filler, and then she runs to the spa, and she doesn't even know who's running for office. Richard Walters was kind of the guy that that knew more about what was going on with the boots on the ground. And Walters was the guy who, to my understanding, was mostly responsible during the Ronna Romney McDaniel years of making sure certain candidates got funding and making sure certain candidates didn't. And so we could give some specific examples where you had candidates in Washington like Joe Kent who ran a great campaign and had a great message and was very supportive of Donald Trump, but the Republicans, the RNC, wouldn't help him at all and and they tried to actually fight him and go against him. And that happened in a bunch of different races all over the country. And, and that was mostly Richard Walters. The problem is 
He's not really stepping down. It's more of a ceremonial thing in the Ronna Romney McDaniel resignation. He's he's actually just moving into a different role, very very probably very similar to the one he's been in just with a different title. So that's still a problem. He's not really helping anything. And, and because of that, uh, Harmeet Dillon, I've been told, is not interested. She's now running her, I think it's America First PAC and Law Group legal team. She's, she's running a big legal team and doing legal defenses for conservative issues and conservatives. So she's 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 really embedded in that. And she doesn't want to deal with the corruption that still was in charge of the RNC. He actually cut all wasteful spending. I mean, he was as frugal as it got. And so, I mean, really, the Rove method needs to be taken again. Rove would come into RNC buildings and if he saw floor, I don't know what it is with Republicans and flowers. I mean, we all like flowers. I like flowers in my house, too. Miley Cyrus loves them. So I don't know what the deal is with the Republicans and floral arrangements, but apparently it's a thing. And Carl Rove would walk into the Republican building and see flowers and just start lambasting people, saying, why are you wasting money on this stuff? We need to be registering voters. We need to be doing voter outreach and data gathering. So, I mean, I'm not calling for Carl Rove to come back, but I mean, maybe, maybe. What about Donald Trump? I <laughs> How about Donald Trump for head of the RNC? Donald Trump says he has recommendations for RNC growth to be revealed after South Carolina primary. So I guess he'll be making a speech or making an announcement. But my God, Trump picked McDaniel. And so I guess he that createth must also destroy That's going to be Trump's biggest thing. When he gets back in, he needs to choose better people. I mean, my goodness. He chose Ron Romney McDaniel for the RNC. That was his pick. Amongst so many other failed picks. I mean, Trump, Trump, if if you compare him to like an NFL franchise, Trump is a guy that hasn't made a good draft pick in a long time. Just failed pick after failed pick after failed pick. But, But luckily, I guess in a way, he's kind of like Tom Brady, so he just keeps winning. But I, I, I would imagine this will be a show of force from Donald Trump, and he probably will make a suggestion, if not he already has the next head of the RNC picked. Now, Matt Gates makes a joke, and, and, and yes, I, I would say this is a joke. I fully endorse Kevin McCarthy for RNC chair. Kevin is well-organized and a very high-revenue fundraiser. He will also be very well-liked by the RNC committee. The RNC chair doesn't make any policy decisions, set any agenda, or negotiate against Democrats ever. Kevin would be terrific. <laughs> yeah, that's that's trolling for Matt Gates, folks. Don't worry. He's just joking. Although, all jokes aside, there is some reality to jokes, and so, hey, maybe Kevin wouldn't be so bad. Couldn't be worse than McDaniel. The McCheeseburger Republican Party has got to go. And if there's a good sign here, it's that we're seeing it. McConnell's tenure as the Senate leadership is obviously shot. He's done. He's done. After this disastrous border bill and the fact that he can barely walk or talk, much like Biden, he's shot. McCarthy's out. McDaniel's out. So this is good signs. So we're kind of at this point 
now with the Republicans, who, by the way, I'll, I'll sit here and rip all day long. In fact, I got a stack of news over here talking about how much the Republicans have failed us. But it's kind of like a team that has had four losing seasons, but now some pieces are starting to move into place. Some pieces are starting to move into place. We're signing a couple people off the free agent list. We're drafting a couple people. And now all of a sudden you're like, hey, maybe we can win some games here. Hey, maybe we can go all the way this time. So you feel like maybe 2024 presidential election is maybe there's some hope. Maybe there's some hope. Here's Vivek Ramaswamy. He called it again. So he was right about Nikki Haley, bird brain. And here he is right about Ronna Romney McDaniel in clip 11. I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. There's a cancer in the Republican establishment. He's right, though. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020. 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ronald, this is how we get our country back. Because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Let me turn to Governor Governor Christie. Let me tell you two individuals who need to have massive roles in the potential Trump administration. And that's Vivek Ramaswamy and Stephen Miller. And we're going to hear from Stephen Miller coming up. But those two individuals... I mean, really, they should be basically guiding the entire Trump administration, quite frankly. You should have Miller on the left and Vivek on the right and then Trump at the front. But those two are the ones that get it more than anybody else. And then Trump is just basically, you know, the lead singer, the front man. The champion. But those two get it, man. They just get it. Now, quickly, on the other side of the aisle, to me, this is the sign that Biden is running and they're not going to take him off the ticket or try to replace him because he's got Barack Obama campaigning for him. He's got Bill Clinton campaigning for him. And they're, they're trying to have this massive Clinton, Biden, Obama rally. I guess, to try to compete with the numbers at a Trump rally, which they still won't even get half, even with all those individuals. And they're fundraising big for Joe Biden. And that's directly for Joe Biden. That's not for the Democrat Party. That's Joe Biden. So 
I guess they're going to stick with that guy. I guess that really is their plan to go with Joe Biden and then have Kamala Harris again as the vice president. I mean, you can't even believe it. It's hard to even fathom, yet here we are. Now, we're going to come back and let's talk about Chuck Schumer showing his true colors. It was never about the border for Chuck. And for Mitch McConnell, I don't even know if he really even knows what's going on. He's just kind of in the room, you know, sucking on a pacifier or something. And uh, Chuck Schumer and his lawyers are writing these bills. But he shows his true colors, what the bill was really all about. But but imagine, you're so corrupt as Chuck Schumer. You don't even try to put anything positive about border security in there. You actually make it pro-illegal immigration and then also you try to have your cake and eat it too, and then you get all your money for Ukraine and Israel. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. So now he's just like, okay, fine. We won't make illegal immigration legal with the bill, but just give us the money for war. Just Would you just give us the money for war, please? We could just If we could just take that money, we'd just like to use it for some war. All right, so you don't want 2 million illegal immigrants coming into the country every year. Fine. Fine, says Dirty Chuck Schumer. Just give me the money for war. I'm Dirty Dirty Chuck Schumer. Democrat from New York. And I, I, I don't want to secure the border. I just want your money for war. I like that war stuff. Give me some of that war money. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Unmasking the elite's deceptions. Welcome to the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Back here on the InfoWars War Room, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com, where we want to help you with your blood flow and cardiovascular health with Nitric Boost from InfoWarsStore.com. And the reason why we sell this product is because we understand how important blood flow and cardiovascular health is. And it was already a popular product and a great product at InfoWarsStore.com. 
Now it's even better. That's why it comes in the new packaging. We changed up the labels a little bit. They look cleaner. Product is even better. And it might be, some say, the most important product at InfoWarsStore.com for cardiovascular health and blood flow, vasodilation, cardiovascular health, immune system support, exercise, performance, and so much more. And so this is also great. Think about it. I like to take vasodilation supplements like things that are heavy in nitrates for expanding your veins. And so when you see people working out, you see the the vein expansion in the arms and stuff, that's because blood is moving fast through your veins more rapidly, getting the vitamins and the nutrients to your muscles so that you can have a more efficient and effective workout. Well, that's what Nitric Boost does for you. So you can take it before exercise, before workout. You can just take it every morning to make sure you've got good blood flow and cardiovascular health. But that's what it's all about. And right now, it's 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. So blood flow, blood flow, blood flow, Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWarsStore.com. So Dirty Chuck Schumer. Diddy, diddy. He likes blood flow. He likes blood flowing in Ukraine, and he likes blood flowing in the Middle East. He's a big fan of blood flow, not the good kind. Chuck Schumer to push for vote on Ukraine and Israel funding bill after border bill fails. I mean, this stuff is so ludicrous. This stuff is so ludicrous. If we didn't already come to expect it from our corrupt politicians, you'd have your mind just blown right here. So he says, okay, you don't want... You don't want two million illegal immigrants in your country every year. Fine. Just give me that war money. Just give me that war money. Nothing will change at the border. But give me that war money. I like death. I like war. I'll never go fight it myself. I'm dirty Democrat Chuck Schumer. So that's what it was always about. That's what it was really always about. But instead of but instead of even making some sort of negotiations or some sort of bait for Republicans to take, like they could have said, okay, Chuck Schumer could have said, okay, well, how about we make it 500,000 illegal immigrants a year is the max. And, and, and let's say only 100,000 people can be on asylum. I mean, you know, just something like something like that, like curtailing it just a little bit. Like, okay, well, you got two million illegal immigrants coming in right now. How about we cut it down to uh, half a million? How about, you know, Chuck Schumer rapes you seven times a day. Eh, how about I only rape you twice? Yeah, how about I just rape you twice a day? No, you don't want to get raped twice a day? Fine. Well, I still want your war money, so come on. But no, not even that. He was going to rape you ten times a day and take your war money. Now he just wants your war money. While still raping you. Politically at the border. So, there you go. I, look. This Republican Party that we have right now is truly an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment under Kevin McCarthy's House leadership. It's an embarrassment under Speaker Mike Johnson. Mitch McConnell himself is a total embarrassment. They miss the vote to start an impeachment inquiry to Mayorkas, the man who is facilitating the largest invasion in Joe Biden's name at the southern border, and they can't even start an impeachment inquiry. He's, he's, he's quite literally committing mass crime 
with the illegal immigration and they can't even get a vote to start an impeachment inquiry. And it was a dead draw at 215-215. George Santos puts up a, a, a bit of a humorous tweet yesterday with the image of the draw and says, miss me yet, because his vote would have broke the tie and, and, and the impeachment inquiry would have moved forward. But think about how Republicans are more energized to stab themselves and shoot themselves in the foot than actually do anything productive. So this Republican Party, this Republican House, voted to remove George Santos. They voted to expel George Santos. Did they vote to expel Cori Bush? No. Did they vote to expel AOC? No. Did they vote to expel Ilhan Omar? No. No, they didn't. Have they impeached Joe Biden? No. No. No, they haven't. Could they get the vote to impeach Mayorkas? No. No, they couldn't, actually. No. No, they couldn't do that either. But don't worry, they got rid of George Santos, a key vote, one of the best, most consistent voters for our side on the Republican side. They got rid of him, though. Boy, did they get rid of him. How's that? Wait, oh, you know, I'm so glad you you Republicans that voted to get rid of George Santos, you can rest on your laurels on that, can't you? Wow, you're so great. You must feel so good about that. Forget about all the war money and the wide open borders and all the corruption in Congress. You guys got rid of Santos. Way to go, man. Way to go. That's a victory for the Republicans. You guys just show how good you are, huh? Pathetic losers. Stephen Miller. Impeaching Mayorkas is not some close constitutional question that requires carefully pouring over the Federalist Papers by candlelight. Mayorkas is leading an invasion. No secretary has ever necessitated impeachment more than Mayorkas. If you think Washington, Jefferson, and Madison would side with Mayorkas, you are living in an alternative dimension. Impeach Mayorkas. You know, here's what we have going on in politics today. It's it's beyond even political correctness, and that's why Stephen Miller, and that's why Vivek Ramaswamy, and even Donald Trump, this is why they're so great and, and why they need to be leading the country. Because people love to play these political correctness games and not just tell it like it is. And, and, and after you tell it like it is, you have to take the necessary action. It's not just about telling it like it is. It's about then following it up with the action that needs to be done. Here's Stephen Miller on with Sean Spicer um, going off in clip 12. What if I find a judge and I find a prosecutor who says he opened the border to help him win re-election, yep. to get more illegal aliens to vote, and he fought election integrity at DHS and DOJ as part of his conspiracy. So that's a RICO violation, it's a civil rights violation, and it's sedition. That's several hundred years in prison for those violations. And I have a judge and a prosecutor who also say, you go to jail, Mayorkas goes to jail, everyone in your administration goes to jail, and your immunity is a worthless piece. Yeah, I think we know how that finishes. So, but see, Stephen Miller gets it. He says, oh, oh, you want to weaponize judges against Donald Trump? Well, all we have to do is actually follow the law and find a judge that's willing to follow the law, and you're all going to jail. So it's not just about talking the talk, it's about walking the walk. I'm telling you. Stephen Miller, Vivek Ramaswamy in a Trump administration and really leading the whole thing. One on the left door, one on the right door, 
moving it forward, doing what needs to be done, Trump at the helm. That's uh, that's a big three, you might say. Biden administration classifies Martha's Vineyard and other elite enclaves low income, low income, Martha's Vineyard, low income, so they can have free EV chargers. That's right. They want government paid for EV charger subsidies so that their electric vehicles can get charged on the government dime, on the taxpayer dime. The rich, the rich libs, limousine liberals want you to pay for all their stuff. (laughs) Ah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Let's talk about Tucker Carlson in Russia. I'd like Tucker Carlson to go interview Edward Snowden and maybe Tara Reid as well. But the Putin interview is in the can, and we're all anxiously awaiting that, aren't we? And the response from the media has been predictable. But but let's again go into this and explain what's really going on. Tucker Carlson could face sanctions over Putin interview. EU lawmakers want to sanction Tucker Carlson over Putin interview. Now, 
I have a feeling that this is actually coming from Washington, D.C. I have a feeling the origins of these calls for sanctions are actually coming from Washington, D.C. Just a hunch. Just a hunch. Maybe even 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, if you wanted to be specific. If you wanted to be specific. But think about how absurd this is. Perhaps more absurd, Tucker Carlson has been put on Ukraine's kill list for interviewing Vladimir Putin. The Myrot Voretz kill list, believed to be a product of the Ukraine Center for Countering Disinformation. That's the one that tranny was running? Yeah. The, the dude that says he was a chick wearing a wig but fighting disinformation? Appears to have added Carlson on Tuesday shortly after confirming his securing of an interview with Vladimir Putin. Okay. So, here's what's going on. And it's pretty much obvious to anybody at this point. But some context. We covered it yesterday, not to be redundant, but it's worth framing this accurately again. Barbara Walters has interviewed Vladimir Putin. In fact, I mean, we, we've got a short clip of that. Here's a short clip of Barbara Walters, just the opening of Barbara Walters interviewing Putin. This is in 2001, clip 25. He is only the second elected president of the new Russian Federation. Boris Yeltsin was the first. Putin's administration is committed to massive changes in the way Russia is governed, does business, and deals with the outside world. Putin is now one of the most powerful men in the world, but he is little known in America. He and President Bush seem to have connected with each other in ways that surprise most pundits and may have surprised them as well. Oh. President Putin has been preparing for next week's summit meeting in his Kremlin office, where I met with oh, him. Oh, she's shaking his hand. It's my great privilege. Oh, my God. Sanction her. Arrest her. Put her on kill list. Oh, of course not. She's a good liberal. She's a good establishment media, legacy media hack. But, oh, Bush got along with Putin? Charlie Rose interviewed Vladimir Putin? Mainstream media hack? I mean, it's likely you have had droppings in a toilet bowl with more personality than Charlie Rose. But he wasn't sanctioned. He wasn't criticized. He wasn't called a traitor when he interviewed Vladimir Putin. In fact, it wasn't even that long ago. NBC News interviewed Vladimir Putin. Remember how that went? Because, see, they send these media hacks over there to try to make Putin look bad and make Russia look bad. And then he just bitch slaps him right back down to earth like Donald Trump. Maybe he learned it from Donald Trump. Maybe he has the skill on his own. The news kung fu. Remember this? I believe this was uh, 2017, I think, NBC News interviewing Vladimir Putin. Remember how that went? Let me just ask you a direct question. Did you order Alexei Navalny's assassination? Of course not. We don't have this kind of habit. 
of assassinating anybody. That's one. Number two is, I want to ask you, did you order the assassination of the woman who walked into the Congress and who was shot and killed by a policeman? Do you know that 450 individuals were arrested after entering the Congress, and they didn't go there to steal a laptop? They came with political demands. 450 people have been detained. You're talking about the capital. They're looking at jail time between 15 and uh, 25 years. And they came to the Congress with political demands. Isn't that persecution for political opinions? So there's Putin Kung Fu reverse suplex of the mainstream media. So you have to understand something here. The image of Vladimir Putin has been greatly manipulated by the American media. How could Vladimir Putin understand more about Americans, America's politics, political issues, domestic issues, and current events than an average American? Because he's genuinely interested. He's genuinely concerned and he's not going to sit there and have media hacks accusing him of political assassinations and persecutions when he knows damn well that's all the democrats do that's all the american deep state does but but okay so draw back from that nobody else who interviewed vladimir putin gets sanctioned put on kill lists called a traitor except tucker carlson no other political leaders bush clinton john Kerry. None of them get called a traitor, but Donald Trump does. He's, they say he colludes with Putin. All BS. Because none of none of the other individuals that we mentioned here are actually organic in that they're controlled, they're corrupted, Whereas Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump, they're their own men. They're not controlled. They're not corrupted. They might tell the real story, and they might bring it back to the American people. And they might destroy all the false narratives about Russia or about Putin. But by the way, it's not just Bush. It's not just Trump. John Kerry used to meet with Putin regularly, dealing with the issues in Syria, would praise John Kerry would praise Vladimir Putin for being essential to getting rid of the terrorists in Syria. And Putin genuinely wanted to do that because he has good relations with Assad. And then, unfortunately, what Putin found out after years of trying to remove the terrorists from Syria is that, oh, they're all backed by the CIA and Mossad. So that didn't really sit well with him. Do you remember when Obama said this? during a presidential debate with Mitt Romney in clip six? Governor Romney, I'm glad that you recognize that al-Qaeda is a threat because a few months ago when you were asked what's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America, you said Russia. Not al-Qaeda, you said Russia. In the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because the Cold War has been over for 20 years. But Governor, when it comes to Our foreign policy, you seem to want to import the foreign policies of the 1980s, just like (laughs) the social policies of the 1950s and the economic policies of the 1920s. Wow. Was Obama right? 
at least on one thing. The Cold War is over. 1980s foreign policy is in the dirt. But it's like, what is the real deal here? Why do they really hate Putin so much? Is it because he's against the left-wing agenda? Is it because he's against globalism? Is it because they have to keep Russia as the boogeyman for the never-ending funding of NATO and all the money and all the weapons for that that is completely unnecessary? But what is really the deal? Are they afraid of real diplomatic relations with Putin and a strong Russia-U.S. friendship? Probably would be the strongest allies in the world would be Russia and the United States. That's why they were victorious in World War I and World War II. Unstoppable force. But they're panicked that Russia, they're panicked if they can't control Russia, rather, and control Vladimir Putin, and they're panicked because they can't control Donald Trump and they can't control Tucker Carlson. And so they're panicked that Tucker got this interview and that the real Vladimir Putin might be seen and the real story of Russia might be heard. That's what they're panicked about. And Americans might realize, you know, Russia should be our ally. They are our national, our, our natural ally, and we belong together as the prom king and the prom queen. By the way, I did an interview last night on Russian TV. It was very exciting. It was 30 minutes long. It was it went out in Russian. I'm going to post the entire English version, all 30 minutes, on my Twitter tonight, 7 p.m., at Owen Schroyer 1776 It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. Give me liberty or give me death. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. dancing with there. Very lovely. That's very lovely right there. Actually, you know, Putin once performed, uh, played the piano and, and sung Blueberry Hill. I think we played that on the air one time. I'm telling you folks, Putin actually really, like, he, he wants America. I mean, it's like prom king, prom queen stuff here. It's just natural. It needs to happen. Everybody knows it. And you've got these little nerds and these dweebs and these losers and these hacks that just want to stop it from happening because they're just jealous. And there's a lot of that going on too. Jealousy. Jealousy of Donald Trump being successful politically. Jealousy of Tucker Carlson being successful in the media, getting the Putin interview. But uh, let me tell you, I mean, I'm not flying on any planes or anything like Tucker Carlson, but uh, I I guarantee you the deep state's going to be pissed off at the interview I did in Russia and we're going to post that, the entire thing, on Twitter later tonight. And and 
well, you'll you'll see for yourself. I think I think you'll you'll enjoy it. Here, here's a couple other things, odds and ends for you. J.D. Vance talking about uh, Dirty Chuck Schumer's new Ukraine war bill in clip seven. Hey, guys, J.D. Vance coming to you from the U.S. Capitol. I want to give an update on something that's going on because it's really important for all the patriots out there who care about our country. Uh, today, there's a border security deal that's going to be voted on. It's a disaster. It does very little to secure the border, may actually make the invasion worse. That deal is going to go down in flames. Uh, but the establishment working with the Democrats will then propose a new funding package that funds Ukraine only, does nothing on border security, and gives away any of our leverage to actually procure some real border security from the Biden administration. So it's really the worst of all possible worlds. Send $61 billion to Ukraine while doing nothing to secure our own border and also give away all of our leverage to achieve real border security uh, and force Biden to do his job. It's, it, it's so important that you talk about this, that you call your senator, that you push as much as possible to defeat this deal. We're going to vote on it this afternoon. It's a Ukraine first funding package, and we have to defeat it. Even friends of mine in the Senate who support Ukraine say it's insane to support a Chuck Schumer Ukraine package before we've even had a chance to read it. So whatever side you're on, the on the Ukraine question Everyone can agree that passing a hundred billion dollars of aid to foreign countries without reading it and without using our leverage to achieve border security is a nightmare for this country. We've got to defeat it. And this is maybe the single most important bill to defeat that I've seen in my time in the Senate. Let's get to work. Thank you, J.D. Vance. By the way, how is the border going? A little update on Chinese internationals crossing the border. This is pretty shocking in clip four. Now, following up on our colleague Jillian Turner's great reporting yesterday about specifically Chinese migrants, which are the fastest growing group among all migrants, the 37,000 fiscal year 23, I confirmed this morning that they have encountered nearly 20,000. You see that 19,600 Chinese migrants already this fiscal year on track to shatter last year's a record that do the math that is an average of 150 Chinese migrants alone every single day since October first. Now, one other note, if you go back uh, to last year, last March, I was in the RGV sector. This isn't a new thing, these Chinese migrants. It's just growing. Here was literally an encounter I had with Chinese migrants walking right up to me on March 20th last year. Watch. Hello. Hi, yeah. Uh, do you speak English? English? Are you from China? Yeah. Yes, yes. From China? China. And what's consistent in all these encounters that I had with them, they're very clean. Looked like they had flown in perhaps across the border. Yes, they did fly in. So why are the number of Chinese nationals coming across the border doubling, tripling, set to quintuple? I mean, these numbers are outrageous. Drew Hernandez, who's been down at the border and got some pretty shocking footage, joins me to discuss it all on the other side of this break. The Biden border invasion still happening every day around the clock doesn't stop. We are getting crushed in the housing market. We are getting crushed in the automobile market. We are getting crushed in our grocery bills. They're sitting here attacking you, attacking your economy, attacking your culture, attacking your borders. And then they say you're inhumane.
great Drew Hernandez was just down on the border where he caught this shocking exchange between himself and an illegal immigrant. Christian, right? I'm a Christian. If you could stand your ground as a Christian, I'm a Christian too. So how can you justify breaking the law on a daily basis? This is not your country. You think this is your country? Yes, I'm an American. This is my country. America, this is the Mexican. This is the Mexican territory. So what? Are you Christian? So what? What's that? What What country are you from? What do you care? Because this is my country. This is my country too. No, I'm an American. So you, I'm an American I, I'm too. Here legally. I'm an American too. Are you an American? Of course. Where, what city are you from? Sir, sir. No, no, no. Your business. You, yes, it is my business. Because this is illegal right here. You guys are aiding and abetting a human trafficking operation. You're claiming to be Christian, doing it in the name of God. Yeah. So why are you facilitating and encouraging illegal immigration, breaking the law? Go, in the name, go, are you doing it in life. the name of Jesus, go sir? You claim to be doing the work of Jesus Christ, yeah. but Jesus Christ is not about lawlessness. You're, you're right. So why You're are right you why, why are you what, operating what? in a you capacity you where this is a lawless you operation? You want to get a mineral plate or something? Is that what it is? No, no, no. No, no I want my country to be secure. You want to say that you confront us and you got away with it? No, I want my country to be secure. Yes. And I, if you are here illegally, I want you to legally. come legally. It's not the country. We have laws, sir. You have to abide by our laws. And if you're not going to abide by our laws, you don't belong here. This is an entire operation that's illegal. It's human trafficking, aiding and abetting. You know what? And go, you guys go find out are somebody who cares about your stuff. America we cares. We don't care. He's looking at that camera. Go, Amer- go, America go. cares, sir. Go find somebody who cares. America Leave us cares. alone. Wow. You know what? When you want to fight, if you're gonna come, when you want to fight somebody. Fight. You're the one go getting, find somebody. You're, you're, you're the, the one getting violent here. Somebody that can defend themselves. No, you're the one getting you're violent. You're, so you're, there's so much incredible footage that Drew Hernandez has caught at the border. But I think I think obviously Drew, what stands out about this, and we've we've seen it in other moments now as well is many of the illegal immigrants coming here, they don't even hide it. They hate this country. Uh, They have no respect for the country. They have no respect for the law. They have no respect for you, an American citizen. And this has been expressed pretty widely recently. We've seen the attacks on police officers. We've seen the continued gang activities. We've seen now fights in some of these illegal immigrant shelters. Uh, We've seen the activities they engage in on the streets. To me, that's the big development here. I mean, we're not just talking about, okay, people... We went from people that want to come here that have a dream, that have something they want to produce or they want to escape communism and build something for themselves and a future for the family to people that want to come here and live off the welfare state to now people who come here and just hate us. And I think that's part of the operation. You're absolutely right. I mean, there is an absolute hatred uh, for an American and you see it. You see it all over their faces when you're down there, especially when you're in uh, Hukumba right here. Uh, California. This is SoCal. This is about uh, an hour south of SeaWorld in San Diego. And so this is what America needs to realize is, yes, there are these military aged males that have no good intentions being here. And these are individuals that are not the narrative that the Biden administration is trying to give you. Two, two, Two narratives that have to get crushed is the majority of what they say are coming to the United States seeking asylum are women and children. Well, we can't even prove if these are actually family units. And like you reported at the beginning of the segment before the break, a lot of military-aged Chinese 
are coming into the country. So I thought it was interesting when I was debating this uh, this fat, fusty little Mexican guy. As you say, he, he might belong at SeaWorld. He might be heading to SeaWorld as part of the yeah, exhibit. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's the new Shamu for sure. We definitely <laughs> got to put him in a tank. We'll, we'll, we'll make good use of the fat Mexican guy. I named I, – I, I dubbed him I dubbed him uh, Retard Ricardo on my show last night, so we can go with that. But do, you, anyways, do you remember – I'm sorry because this is kind of funny though. Do, do you remember years ago when Alex was covering the open border? I think this was 2016 or 17 maybe. I don't know if I was at InfoWars yet, and they and the, the Border Patrol had to order 500 pairs of quadruple XL underwear for, 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 for one of these facilities. Folks, I'm not kidding. It's a classic clip. They had to order quadruple XL underwear, and so Alex was reading this on air, and he sent a crew member out, out to Walmart or something to go pick up quadruple XL. I mean, it's like a freaking sale. For a sailboat, I mean, was he? I don't know if he was that large, but no, that guy, this guy right here, yeah, yeah, retard Ricardo right here, or Tito. The viewers on my show were calling him Tito last night, but I mean, no, serious stuff. Like these, this guy was like really trying to intimidate me. It's a, it's a really heavily uh, uh, cartel active area, and so these guys would not identify themselves as if they were um, legitimate NGOs. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, but they're obviously these, you know, these fake Christian humanitarians. And this guy just really wanted to get in my face. And there's the blanket <laughs> there right there. there. All right, hold on, guys. No, no, Can no, we no. get the audio no, no. for this? I got to get the audio for this. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that Ricardo here would belong in the SeaWorld exhibit. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we knew they were. I mean, but think about how much it costs to feed a man like that. I mean, think about how much it costs to clothe a man like that. Guys, can we get the audio for that, too? Oh, all right, we're, we're going to. We're going to pull this in, but okay, we're having a laugh about this. I mean, you got to enjoy life still and have a laugh. But but see, what what's crazy about that moment, though, Drew, is that it's it, – because you're talking about the intimidation factor. That's the reverse of what it should be. Hold on, hold on. Let's go to this classic clip and get serious on the other side. This is Alex Jones talking about Shamu invaders. 42,000 pairs, 6 illegal aliens from <laughs> south of Mexico that bus up on a train every day. To understand, folks, you could wear this. I could wear this as a onesie, okay? I could wear this as a leotard. I mean, I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're being invaded by South American walruses. <laughs> the government him. is shipping in 42,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> of the job of the hunt. This country is so screwed up, man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but it's reaching a proportion. Radio, listen, you can't see him. Oh, my God, look at this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I still think that's the funniest moment in InfoWars history. That's, a, that's retard. 42,000 pairs of 6X. Uh, I, I mean, come on. 42,000? Uh, hey, hey, that's, re- <laughs> that's, re- that's retard Ricardo's. Uh, he's part of the parachute The parachute unit. The, the parachute brigade. The, oh. the, the parachute brigade, like it's World War II. Oh they're, they're just gosh. flying in on 42. At, what was the size? 6X. I didn't even know they make 6X. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... Look, I, I got he friends like that are big. Fit. I'm not like I don't really I, I don't discriminate here. I hang out with big people too. But forty two thousand? How is that Damn. even real? It's like an earthquake coming in, like in Jumanji or something. Rumbling. 
What's yeah, that? It's the illegal immigrants coming in. The, those desperate, feeble illegals. They're they're seeking asylum. They 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 definitely you are. Dude, my belly. They're like bones walking across. No, it's this these. They're well fed, dude. They're well fed. No, you well that's around. the truth. And so, but okay, but let's get serious because you've experienced this too. I mean, a lot of them coming in, and and we saw it in that clip that I played too. It's hard to get serious after six X. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but. A lot of these people that come in, they look like they're well off. I mean, they have smartphones. They have new Gucci bags. They look like they're about mm-hmm. to go to the club. I'm not even kidding. I, I've seen some of these people at the airport. They've got, it's like women that look like they're about to go to the club and they're on the phone talking about how they're getting ready to go to the club. But, okay, so, but you talk about the intimidation. This is such a reverse of the situation. It shows the entitlement that they've been trained to accept. Guys, this is going to be too much. I, I mean, seriously, I, I can't do it. I can't do it, guys. I, you got to, thank you. We got to get, look. All right. The fact that the fact that they're trying to intimidate you, not with their size, but the fact that they're trying to intimidate you like, oh, I'm here. I'm entitled. You're the dirty American. You're the one that has to bow down to me. I mean, that just shows the reverse of the situation. If you're going to come here and take my money and, and live off my welfare and live in our cities and take our schools and everything else, like you should be thankful. You should be grateful. And they come in entitled and spoiled like jerks. Well, these Mexicans, uh, they view the United States, these indigenous, right? They view it as stolen land when obviously it's conquered, correct? And so they are serious about taking it back, especially when you come into contact uh, with these Mexicans. He, he may have been an illegal. He may have some kind of a dual citizenship. At this point, anything goes, correct? But, but here's why I called him uh, retard Ricardo. This is why I called him that because you got this NPC, right? I'm down there. And we're we're documenting everything. It's a it's a pretty you know it's I know we're laughing, but it's a it's a pretty serious like environment. Like the cartel are all over the place. The border patrol come in, they process these people, they get them out of there. And uh, whenever you're documenting or you're doing reporting down there, you want to make sure that you're around border patrol or some kind of law enforcement because these people are unpredictable. Some of them were trying to grab me, by the way. And uh, my guy Juan that was with me. No, some of the illegals, some of the Chinese nationals. Uh, they were trying to grab me from behind when we were getting our cameras right. <laughs> oh, and it was just me and my buddy Juan. We went into a military-aged male illegal encampment in the middle of nowhere. Okay, it's just us two, and Border Patrol already pulled out. I don't advise people do that. <laughs> I don't. Make sure there's there's law enforcement there. But some of the Chinese nationals, they were trying to grab me from behind when we were getting our cameras ready. So it's a, it's a pretty serious environment, especially when it's a bunch of males. It's just, you know, two of us and like a hundred of these dudes there. But what's interesting and Back to a uh, retard Ricardo. Uh, the reason why I, I call him retarded is because like this guy, this this Mexican NPC comes out of nowhere and he's like, y- y- you're an American. This is not your country. This is this is America doesn't belong to you. This is a Mexican territory. And I'm like, retard Ricardo, what are you doing, dude? You've had one too many bean burritos. It's gone to your head. And I'm like, do you not understand that the majority of people coming into this country, illegal Chinese nationalists. They're coming from from Afghanistan, the Middle East. They're coming from Russia. They're coming from Ukraine. They're coming from uh, Ecuador, Guatemala. They're coming from Honduras, all of these various different countries, because those are the ones that have been designated to be able to claim asylum. The majority of illegal invaders invading this country are coming from those countries. They're not even not Mexican. Not so much Mexico. Yeah, they're not, not so like much the Mexican is like the lowest number. Of- Fine. Because, uh, but that's 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 the operation. It's part of this replacement migration. They will they will replace you. They will drown you economically. They're going to drown your bank account. You will be the one to flip the bill for everything. 
Okay, the, the feds are not paying for this. It's not the U.S. government. And I'm talking to the normies out there. It's not the government that's paying for these people. It's you. You will drown economically. Why are you broke while these damn people get free health care, Medicare in California and a free sex change for all the illegals? Come and chop your penis off illegal. You want to do that? Gavin Newsom will pay for it. The state of California. All yeah, of Hollywood needs some face lotion. These people. The, the Hollywood hookers need some face lotion. Donate your scrotum skin. Oh, yeah. You really want to get on adrenochrome? Are we really going to do this? I mean, because look, a- they use these children down at the border as basically exactly. a a hall pass to come across. And I'm sure you've seen the footage, too, where, I mean, these kids are bombed out of their minds, folks. I mean, we're talking drugged. I mean, who knows what's going on? They, they don't know what's going on. And they get They're used. Recycled. Yeah, they get used as, as the basic cross-the-border pass for free. And that, because they know they get trained by the lawyers, hey, if you bring in a minor, just say it's your cousin or you know, say it's your nephew or something, and they'll let you in. And so they use these kids as a whole pass. I think I think the average American, to be honest, like they view this situation like, whoa, that's crazy. Let me uh, turn on whatever you know show is on next or on Netflix, whatever. Um, but I don't think they really think that far into this. Like, yes, we've exposed – InfoWars has exposed these criminal cartel operations. They operate in the United States, all right? Yes, they're coming illegally. Border Patrol processes them. They get sent to some NGO detention center. They claim, I have family here. I have family in Boston. I have family in Atlanta. I have family in Chicago. I have family wherever, right? And the NGOs, they have these federal grants, okay, that are paying, which is coming from you. It's your money. Where does those federal grant money come from? And they get put on a plane, put on a train. They get sent to these different states in the United States of America. And they either have to work off their debt with cartel-owned businesses that are legitimate in the United States of America. And they sell their souls to the devil forever. You see, but where do the children go? Where the hell are all of these children going? And that's the question America needs to ask itself. These children are being recycled or they're putting them in human trafficking, child trafficking operations across the United States of America. And this is where America needs to start asking some serious questions because we know for a fact these children are being recycled because the cartel sends them over and then they get sent to a state. I think this is where Americans aren't thinking. And I'm not talking about the info warriors. We think this way, but the normies are like, eh, you know, I don't, it's not that bad. Like as if there's some kind of chaperone the whole time. Uh, the government, the government has a chaperone on the illegals. They're they literally watching don't, them though. the whole way. There's nothing. There's nothing. No one's at, at the least they'll get an ankle monitor. I talked to Border Patrol. They're like, yeah, we've spent millions of dollars. The federal government uh, has spent millions of dollars on these ankle monitors that they're distributing to the illegals to, to, to monitor them. They take them off, throw them out, never to be seen again. And there's millions of dollars of this technology being wasted. And there's another spending waste. You see, but where are the children going, Owen? Where are the children going? I think that's the next well, and, big and, and question. People want to act like it's so hard. Even if they had a chaperone, once they land in the country, they can get a fake passport and fly right back into Mexico City. It's not that hard to get on an airplane, show a fake passport, you'll land, you're back into the system. And, and you've documented this, we've documented this. There is no chaperone. They put these children on the plane. Their, their chaperone from the facility drops them off. The chaperones that we caught had gang tattoos all over them. And so that's obviously not a good sign either. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that makes it pretty obvious what's going on with that. But I, I think that they just, until it, maybe they don't understand that this is your money that's being used to fund it. Maybe they'll get it when this stuff gets worse in their cities, like we're seeing in Chicago or New York or Boston. And 
I mean, I, I got this footage here, guys. You can just B-roll clip 18 at an illegal immigrant shelter in New York City where now they're, they're fighting with one another. There was a big brouhaha inside a, an illegal immigrant shelter. And so this is going to continue. That video of the those those kids, eight of them, are considered suspects in that ambush of the police officer. That's a nice smartphone he's got there. During this brawl that the police have to break up, eventually give up. I, I, I'm... I'm I'm 99.9% confident those are gang members. And mm-hmm. and you know you you learn a little bit about gang activity uh when you're behind bars and so that's basically code in a lot of these gangs if if one of your guys gets jumped or, or about to be arrested or whatever I police then you jump in and you beat the police officer. You do that. That's your that's your gang code. Uh sometimes it'll be part of an initiation to go beat up a police officer. So now we've got gangs coming into the United States. So now you're going to have more gang-affiliated activity on your streets as well. And it's just going to be obvious. Oh, and I think it's going to be worse. I mean, if you thought 2020 was bad, all right, if you thought the active, uh, if you thought Antifa and BLM together collectively getting activated, not just politically, but violently burning down buildings, incinerating police cars and private property, public property at the same time, Okay, and they were justified. Why? Because this is all has to do with George Floyd. Just wait until some kind of George Floyd scenario takes place with these illegals. And there's millions of them here occupying alongside of the CCP operatives, alongside of the Islamic terrorist operatives. Once all of this gets activated, you're going to think that 2020 was a was a demo. Yeah. So much is going to happen in the next 272 days. And I completely agree. They do seem to have some sort of a group mentality, group identity to them. Remember, there's that one um, radical Islamic terrorist that just got out of 12 years in prison, got caught on that video saying, you'll know me soon. You dumb, you don't know me. And I I don't know if that's a threat or whatever. But think about it. It's just like when the New York Times published a story saying, hey, there's a Republican baseball practice at XXYY Avenue in Washington, D.C., and there's no security, wink, wink. And then James Hodgkinson shows up and tries to commit a mass murder of Republicans. So it's the same thing. Hey, world, there's a wide open border at the southern uh, border in the United States. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. So it's practical. like they don't have to plan it. They don't have to, like, do the operation. They just have to let the radicals know, hey, you can come in, you know. And that's what they're doing. And they're get- right now we're witnessing the replacement migration. We're witnessing the importation right now. That's what we're watching. We're all witnessing it in real time. It can't be ignored. Uh, But we're going to witness the activation soon. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but we've seen that happen in Germany. We've seen that happen in France. Five years ahead is usually where Europe is in the UK when it comes to these globalist operations. And I think Trump gets it. I think think that's why Trump has been so aggressively saying, you know, immediately I get in, inaugurated 2025, you're going to see the a mass deportation operation in the United States of America. Why? Because this is going to be a huge threat. Uh, Americans are going to see just exactly what this looks like when these people get activated. And I'm not saying that's a fear monger. I'm not saying that because it sounds catchy on the air. That's the reality of the situation. Listen, for the normie out there, do you not do you not understand the Border Patrol doesn't know who these people are? Who does? Joe Biden? Joe Biden doesn't even know who he is at this point. No one knows hey, who's, who's changing coming my into the country. Today? What happened? Biden doesn't even know who's changing his diaper today. No, no, he doesn't at all. 
He doesn't at all. So people, Americans need to realize like at some point these people are going to get activated and that's going to be a serious situation. And all I could say is buy guns and tons of ammunition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Drew Hernandez, let's do one more segment. Let's talk about some other news. Let's talk about some other news that's developing right now as far as the globalists are concerned. Uh, I mean, because that's what this is really part of. This is a part of ending the American identity, destroying the American economy with the welfare state and the open borders. Demographics is destiny. Bring in the third world hordes so that the U.S. can collapse into a corporate global government. Uh, I'd like to not do that. Thank you very much. I pass. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. In a world of shadows, one man brings the light. Your host, Owen Schroeder. got drew hernandez with us at drew h live on twitter also hosts his show on rumble follow him drew hernandez on rumble in fact i believe he goes live when i conclude my transmission on monday nights he kicks off live a lot of the audience flips right over to drew hernandez on monday nights all right you want to see what the future of america looks like under globalism under democrat party rule what they're trying to do look at the current state of things in oakland And anybody who's been there in the last 10 years or or been following the trends, you know that everybody's leaving Oakland. Everything is leaving Oakland. It's it's falling apart at the seams. Their basketball team left. Their football team left. Now their baseball team is leaving. Listen to this one lady giving an update from Oakland in clip 19. The reason people in Oakland are seriously struggling is because there's no jobs. There's no way to get money, to make money, to pay bills. Everything that come here closes down. Dunkin' Donuts came to Oakland. Dunkin' Donuts shut down. Can't make it no more. We have the Starbucks right here. Starbucks gone. Closed down. Leaving Oakland. Can't make it here no more. We just got this Raisin Cane's restaurant over here. They had to close down the inside. Gone. Can't open no more. Almost every business that opens up in Oakland closes. Business is closed. Everything closed. Next to Chipotle closed. In and out burger on the, on the other side of this used to be a Walmart. We don't even have a Walmart in Oakland. You know you ain't got no jobs if you don't got no Walmart in your city. You know your city's struggling if you don't got no Walmart. Walmart closed down. Walmart could not survive Oakland. 
Oakland is a hard place to survive. We got In-N-Out Burger right there on the other side, ready to close down. And I'm pretty sure Panda went after that. Next to T-Mobile and Chipotle, the little restaurant in there closed. The little, the little restaurants across the street you can't see in their parking lot closed. All these big old buildings. Now, there's so much to unpack here, Drew. I mean, there's just massive amounts of trash all over the streets that she's reporting on. All the all the businesses, the, the restaurants she's mentioning, those are all massive companies that are able to just get franchised and and get put up easily with a, with a you know a profit margin already built in. They can't even make it. So imagine trying to make it on your own as an entrepreneur. I mean that that's the future of the metropolitan city is what's happened in Oakland under the current regime. I agree, and uh, I would like to know uh, what the crime statistics are in this specific area. Uh, Because, I mean, there are consequences um, to embracing uh, an unstable society and embracing defunding the police. There are consequences uh, for embracing a total state of anarchy and lawlessness. And uh, I wonder if that's what uh, Oakland is now having to put up with. It's as if almost maybe law and order is kind of like a good idea. And uh, there's going to be consequences economically because you're going to have businesses that are not going to want to occupy Oakland. They're not going to want to have renting out buildings. They're not going to want to have their employees in danger and have to deal with several lawsuits of possible murder and assault and uh, the loss of merchandise on a daily basis. It's probably a net negative having a business in Oakland at this point. And that's probably I'm just going to guess, Owen. I'm just going to guess. That maybe these businesses don't want to end up in a position where they're losing money and their employees are in situations where they might get shot over a over a a, 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 a banana, you know, or get shot over a piece of clothing. Sounds pretty simple to me. Well, but. I mean, yeah, but you talk about the law enforcement. I mean, this is so simple. Okay, where do you think people in prison like to smoke their cigarettes and do their drugs? Where there's no cameras. So what do you think goes on in the streets? Where do you think criminals like to commit crimes? Where there's no cops, where there's no law enforcement. I don't know, for whatever reason, liberals lack this logic, or maybe they just like it. And as you were talking, the crew is putting up all these headlines. I mean, Oakland has just been completely destroyed by the Democrat Party. I mean, it's just it's just been annihilated by leftism, um, by, by liberal culture and everything else. So uh, that's the future. I mean, it's going to San Francisco, Baltimore. I mean, you name it. Now, now here's a crazy video. I, I'm watching Fox News last night, and I'm sure you're aware of Curtis Sliwa. He's had a couple unsuccessful runs for mayor of New York City. He's going to run again. He has this group. I believe they're called the Guardian Angels. They wear red, and they kind of go out in a, in a form of citizen law enforcement, maybe uh, you might call them. And as soon as I saw Fox News put him on screen doing a live interview in the streets with an HD camera, I'm saying, I'm like, what is going on? And, and then, and then uh, this ensued. If you divide 53 million by 500, that's a $106,000 debit card. Not a bad deal. I don't think they're giving them to, to vets that are homeless in New York City. Not that I've heard, Curtis. Well, in fact, our guys have just taken down one of the migrant guys right here on the corner, 42nd and 7th, while all can, this Can you is pan taken. the camera? They've taken over. They've taken over. You'd like the camera over there if at all possible. Yep. Oh, you got your key open, guys. So the the audio it's out of control. Cuts out of control. 
and then Hannity has to end the interview. It continues here. They take him to the ground. Eric Adams often complains he's getting no support from the federal government. So, I mean, this is how insane it is. Fights inside the migrant shelters. They're, they're, they're taking over the streets, ambushing police officers. Curtis Lee can't even do an interview on Fox News without his boys having to take down an uh, illegal immigrant, harassing them on the street. I mean, it was crazy on live TV. I think that's part of the destabilization process uh, because through this destabilization, um, I think the deep state and this authoritarian regime just wants an excuse, wants the people begging for some form of martial law to come and take care of everything and that's what Great Reset is. It's a total engineered collapse of not only American sovereignty, but the American economy, American law enforcement, the American military. It is a total collapse so they could build back better according to their rules, their way, their form of law and order that is not constitutional. And I think they're going to cause this. Uh, I think it's going to continue uh, to destabilize in the United States of America where they want people. Right. They're going to they're going to want people you know, assaulting or committing acts of violence against these illegals. And I'm not saying don't defend yourself. You defend yourself every step of the way, especially as an American, but they'll invert that too. And they already are in some cases. But I think they want that. I think they want some kind of form of like a, a an appearance of mass destabilization and instability in the United States of America where people are killing each other. So it kind of gives them an excuse for full authoritarian martial law government overreach uh, and we've seen this. We've seen this to an extent, like I said, in France and Germany as of recent. And uh, that's kind of what that looks like to me. That's what that looks like to me. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's he's feeding into that. I'm just saying I think the results and the end game of what they oh, want yeah. is well, well, that. Well, people will beg for it. I mean, look, we're pragmatic. Yeah. OK, you, you got to be pragmatic at the end of the day. I mean, men are, are, are pragmatic creatures. And so, yeah, they, they make this joke and Trump kind of jokes. He's like, well, you know, maybe I should be authoritarian for a day. But I mean, yeah, if I'm pragmatic, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe we do need an authoritarian to go in there and arrest all the criminals in D.C. because the political way isn't working. Now, I'm not calling for authoritarianism. I don't want to live in a dictatorship, but it's just this is this is the process here. When you've got mass crime running in the streets, you end up with a a judge dread. We don't need authoritarianism. It's simple. We just need to uphold our laws. (laughs) We need uh, need Naive Bukele. It's that simple. It's that simple. We just America needs to be able to uphold its laws and it needs to be able to effectively um, rid of all criminality within the federal government, local governments, you name it. And we just need a total wipe. That's what we need. We, we need prosecutions. We need arrests. We need indictments. Um, everything they've done to you personally, um, not in the right way, my opinion, um, we need to be doing the right way. There are serious crimes on the books that are not being uh, held accountable. Yeah, and I think exactly. That's and the Republicans can't even impeach Mayorkas, but they can get rid of Santos. It's just we the, the loser activities of the Republican Party needs to come to an end. All right, Drew Hernandez, your Rumble channel. Where can people watch your show? Yeah, go to rumble.com slash Drew Hernandez. We go live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, right after Owen Schroyer Live. And follow me on X at Drew H Live. There you go, Drew Hernandez. Great work as always. And uh, I know I'll be joining you live someday soon as well. Yes, in the near future. We're almost there. Love you, bro. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. 
Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone, which occurs naturally in our body but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The Supercharged Special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Processed sugar, high fructose, corn syrup, battery acid, tasting energy drinks anymore for me. Turbo Force Plus exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, 40% off. Also, with the energy, you get vitamin C, thiamine, niacin, vitamin B6, L-taurine, beta, acetyl-L-carnitine, L-theanine, green leaf tea extract, coffee berry, coffee fruit, guarana seed extract, herba mate leaf extract, and so much more. Turbo Force Plus is my go-to every day before I go on air for extra energy. And then also the Brain Force Plus for extra focus. Both 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. So many great supplements at InfoWarsStore.com to help improve your health, your immune system, and support the InfoWar in the process. Keep this show on the air by shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. We make it easy on you because we have great products. All right. Let's hit a little odd, uh, some odds and ends here before when I start the next hour, I'm going to go into the liberal craziness. I mean absurdities when it comes to their trans kid agenda and their blatant racism now. Before we do that, let's hit some odds and ends. This story was published uh, at the Epoch Times. mRNA COVID-19 vaccines caused more deaths than lives saved, according to a peer-reviewed study. Absolutely. So the, the vaccines ended up being deadly, 
just like we reported first. And so one of the original individuals also warning about this was the former vice president of Pfizer, Michael Yidon. And where is my clip on this? I know we've got it on the list, guys. I'm struggling to find it. No, no. Hmm. Maybe we missed it somewhere. Michael, you don't. You know what? No, no, no. I'm mistaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mistaking. I did play that yesterday. I'm sorry. So scratch that. And let's go ahead and go to clip nine. Okay, so the vaccines ended up being more deadly, uh, deadlier than they were saving anybody. That's now a peer-reviewed study. Because of this, here's Moderna's CEO talking about how nobody wants the vaccine in clip nine. As Seth knows, we are now throwing those into the garbage. It's, it's sad to say. I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody wants them. Uh, we have a big demand problem. We right now have uh, governments. We try to contact not only Seth, who is doing great work with his team trying to get demand into the countries, but also we contacted through the, Washington's in, the embassies in Washington, every country, and nobody wants to take them. And so yeah, the we don't challenge want your we have now is, is a very different situation than we had two years ago. The problem we had two years ago is there was no mRNA capacity in the world. Zero. The situation is very different today. Modern has $3 billion of annual capacity. Pfizer has $4 billion at $7 billion. And the Chinese don't want the vaccines of mRNA. So if you just take the <laughs> just the vac- Chinese population out, you have more than a dose per person. And as we just discussed, the issue in many countries is people don't want vaccines. In the U.S., people don't want vaccines. Around the world, we have a lot of people who don't want the vaccine, as the Prime Seth and his team are working against. So we don't have a capacity issue around the planet. It is not true. Now, it see, was true two years ago. It's there, not true there's today. a mixed emotion here for me. And we, we covered this earlier with a Scott Adams clip. You, you may recall Scott Adams came out and said the vaccine deniers, the conspiracy theorists about the COVID-19 vaccine, they were right. You guys take your victory lap. And, and so and I explained this before, but, but there's kind of an added angle here. When I have the vice president of Pfizer, and we played that clip yesterday, and that's why I didn't have it in my list here, because I forgot I played it yesterday. We have the vice president of, former vice president of Pfizer talking about how bad the vaccines are. You've got the CEO of Moderna talking about how nobody wants the vaccines. We have all the data now that not only were the vaccines ineffective, they were deadly, they were detrimental. Okay, and now nobody wants them. And so there is a level of victory lap in that we were able to push back against the vaccines in such a successful way now that the truth is out and nobody wants them. And so that's good news. Now people are going to stop taking the poison vaccines. So in a way, it's like, hey, you know, good job, team. High five. They can't sell the poison shots anymore. But it's not that simple because millions of people around the world did take the vaccines. And it's like, I don't like doing this every time. And people are talking about because Toby Keith passed yesterday and, oh, oh, he another vaccine. I, I don't know. But there's no doubt the sudden deaths are everywhere. The myocarditis, the heart attacks and people that never had them before, the cancer rates are rising everywhere, specifically in vaccinated individuals. So that's a loss. 
So I, I don't know if it's like a Pyrrhic victory. It's like we won because nobody wants the poison shots anymore, and, and we were right, but also we lost because people got poisoned and died from that. And some people are just sitting ducks now. And and again, it, it's frustrating. The The only person that was in the presidential race that would have done anything about, I guess, Vivek Ramaswamy maybe, but Ron DeSantis in Florida, they're actually going after the COVID criminals. Nobody else is. It's not going to be Trump. Now, here's Malcolm Roberts because it all ties back into the World Economic Forum, Global Government Agenda. And this is what they want for you. Australian Senator Malcolm Roberts in clip eight. Agriculture, land use, forcing farmers off their land, and all of the Great Reset. One Nation has a comprehensive plan to bring our beautiful country back to sustainable prosperity. And in the months ahead, we will be rolling that plan out. Instead of Lib Lab pushing Klaus Schwab's Great Reset with the tagline, you will own nothing and be happy, One Nation advocates the Great Resist. We stand for a world where individuals and communities have primacy over predatory globalist billionaires and they're quizzling bureaucrats, politicians, and mouthpiece media. Yep. One nation accepts the challenge to so provide a better future words, for everyday words, Australians. The individual should be allowed to determine his own future, his own fate, his own daily decisions, and should not have any interference in such. It shouldn't be some billionaire deciding their entire lives from the day they're born, like Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, or some other psychotic control freak. And then here's what they do to your small business. This is RFK Jr., having a conversation and he's going to start doing these podcasts now i guess he's considering his presidential race really over so he's doing these short podcasts or or, or tv show episodes talking to small business owners who got destroyed because of the covid19 mandates like this young lady in clip 13 but people need a chance and we don't have one right now there's not going to be anything left for the small business owners in the middle class so tiffany uh, tell us what you do my name is Tiffany Cianci, and I was the owner of a little gym franchise um, for six years. Our company suffered because we were all forced to close down. Uh, my gym in particular suffered one of the longest closures in the U.S. at almost 17 months mandated by my county and my state. Because of that, our company was susceptible to a takeover by private equity. It talks about how and these private equity company, major groups are just buying up all these companies now. They immediately told us we had to pay them more money and buy new services that our contracts didn't allow for, and that if we didn't sign them, it's we the big would business lose takeover. Everything. Oh, but the left and is against big business. Ha, that's what they think. guarantees on our franchise agreements and all of our leases. So we got really scared, and we decided to stand together. We stood really strong, and we tried to be brave, and we hired a lawyer to create a mediation scenario. The very next day, they instead decided to. So, make an so it goes on in this episode from from JF, or excuse me, RFK Jr. talking about how uh, small businesses are getting destroyed, and that's what built America. That is the middle class, and that's the globalist agenda to have everything centralized and and you know twenty, thirty, whatever, fifty people, let's say, own the entire planet. But don't worry, guys, because uh, Amazon is now selling these unpackable. Uh, $19,000 houses. Go ahead and hit me. Uh, just be roll clip 17, or you can even throw the audio if you want. You can order. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess Amazon will deliver this to you. Somebody will. 
But, you know, it's ironic because Drew was talking about this earlier, too. You, you know, you reach a point where you're like, you know what? Fine. Just buy me my little, uh, you know, trash hut house and put it in the middle of the woods and just go live and just get away from the damn tyrants. Get away from the Democrats. Get away from the crime. Just get away from all of it. But uh, there's your solution now. And this thing, you know, pops out a little bit. So there's your $19,000 house that uh, it'll be all you can afford in the Biden economy anyway. And you won't want to live in the inner cities because you like to live and not have everything stolen from you. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking and it? I, about four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. <laughs> 